0: You are listening to a Sunday Sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ and others, and grows together in faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the fourth Sunday of Easter, April 25, 2021, by the Reverend Lex Breckenridge, Rector at St. Thomas. according to John. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. Then the hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord Well, since the vaccination, uh, Zani and I have had the occasion to spend time with uh, two families, families with little ones who are growing up, and that is our two children uh, who live in New Orleans and Austin respectively. Uh, Caroline is 12, Alexander is 10, Renee is 4, and Jules is 7 months old. And they're all growing up. And of course I couldn't forget, uh, want to throw into the mix our grand dogs, Uh, Ledoux and Ernie, uh, they're growing up too. And uh, I think what I've missed most in this last year is being with my family and the experience of reuniting with these two beautiful families and with those four beautiful grandchildren has been so healing. Uh, Seeing pictures on social media of grandparents uniting with children and grandchildren, the expressions of joy and relief on their faces, reminds me of something an old friend of mine always says grandparenting is the only experience in life that's never overrated. Now, I do know that if I want to bore someone to tears, all I need to do is whip out my um, iPhone and start showing pictures of my grandchildren. Uh, that's just, uh, but that's just the way it is, being a grandparent. You're proud of them. You want to show them off. Uh, it's, just a, it's, it's the way we love. And grandparenting has really been on my heart uh, Lately, for sure. And as I, uh, we, we come to this Sunday, this Sunday, uh, always the fourth Sunday of Easter, is called Good Shepherd Sunday. And you can see why our readings are all about uh, shepherds and sheep, uh, Psalm 23. Uh, Jesus is uh, saying in the, uh, the gospel this morning that he is the Good Shepherd. Uh, and that sort and that, of Good Shepherd uh, energy has really been reminding me of grandfather energy and grandparent energy uh, this week. I uh, think about my own grandfather who, my maternal grandfather, who I, I loved so dearly, loved him so dearly Zani and I named our third child for him, Robert. Uh, we, called, uh, we called him Dandy, my grandfather and uh, Dandy uh, was the, the very model for me of what it meant to be a faithful churchman. And that's what we said in those days. We talked about churchmen. He was, a, he was a, the most faithful churchman, and he was a, a, one of those people who, uh, at, uh, every morning for breakfast, he'd be dressed in his suit, ready to go to his office, and he and my grandmother would have a very formal breakfast at the dining room table. And every morning, he would read uh, the office of morning prayer. And that's how he wanted to start his day, and it was a, a, a great uh, inspiration to me. His whole life, in fact, was a great inspiration to me. He really was a good shepherd, uh, and, and I think that, that showed me uh, what it means to be a good grandfather. A good grandfather is a good shepherd. And so the, the first letter of John that we read uh, during this Easter tide has deep resonance for me. Uh, Zani just read a piece of it for us. that that letter, that epistle, is written by a senior member of a little community of followers of Jesus. And when you read the whole letter, you see it's being written because there's some dissension in the family. The writer speaks as a kind of grandparent figure to this group that needs some shepherding. And so, in the midst of their dissension and their fighting and their fussing, I mean, does that sound like any family you might know? This elder figure, this grandparent, reminds the family of what unites them. And what unites them is love, and specifically God's love. And because they're so loved by God, they're called children of God. That's their identity, children of God. And they also have a calling. Their calling, like the calling of all children, is to grow up. What they'll look like when they grow up can't presently be known. I mean, that's in the future, and the future hasn't happened yet. So this little community is living in an in-between place. They're living a genuine, authentic, spirit-guided, fruitful life in the present as God's children, and they're also waiting with hope for the promise of life with God in Christ in the future, a time when God in Christ will be revealed and they will be like him. Children of God, grounded in God's love, going about the business of growing up, of growing into the full stature of Christ, as we say in the baptismal liturgy. Now, the call to grow up, which is really the call to spiritual maturity, and that's what purity means in this context, spiritual maturity, You know, that's not something children do on their own. We all know that. Those of us who've been parents and grandparents, children don't grow up on their own. They're not self-created or self-made. And here's something that I hope we'll all know and remember, that God doesn't demand that they be good children in order to earn God's love. In fact, it's just the other way around. Because they're God's children, because they were first loved by God, first known by God, first called by God, they have the capacity to grow up. One of the great themes of the works of John's community, the Gospel of John and these these letters of John, and in fact it's one of the great themes that runs throughout all of Scripture, is that God is always calling us out in love. God is always alluring us in love. You know, when we we make mistakes and screw up and and don't measure up, God is always reaching out, calling us back, calling us back into covenant relationship. That's really the the great meta-theme that runs throughout all of Scripture, is that as... Um, uh, as, as difficult as life can be as, as, as hard as we make life for ourselves and life for others God is always calling us back in love, back into relationship you know too many of us live with the illusion that God will love us only if we change God will, is waiting for us to change our behavior God is waiting for us to give up our wicked ways and then God will love us don't you see what an impossible task that is? In fact, the biblical story is just the opposite. Time and again, we see that God loves us so we can change. God first loves us so that we can grow up. God first loves us so that we can grow into the full stature of Christ. We, don't, we can't do it on our own. What makes change in our lives possible at all is first the experience of God's love. The experience of God's love empowers us to change. It gives us the security. It gives us the the freedom to change. And when we fall into God's mercy, when we fall into God's great, generous heart, when we allow God to love us, we can find, from out of nowhere it seems like, that we have the capacity, the capability to change and grow, to move forward towards spiritual maturity. Let me put it another way. God doesn't love us because we are good. God loves us because God is good our journey towards spiritual maturity, our whole growing up, is really just falling into that very simple truth. God loves you, and you, and you, and you, and God loves me, because God is good. Now I'll tell you another thing I'm learning about being a grandparent, and that is what a joy it is to watch your own children, learning how to become parents themselves. Although I'll karma does have a way of, uh, of asserting herself uh, as we watch our, our children parent their own children, doesn't it? But I'll tell you this, our, our son and daughter are way better parents right now than I was at their ages. There's a lot of love in those little households. There's a lot of patience in those little households, uh, even though four-year-old Renee knows how much fun it is to say no. See, God's goodness is being passed on to those little guys without them being quite conscious of it yet. Our reading this morning from the first letter of John was a reminder to the early church and a reminder to us right here at St. Thomas this morning that because God has loved us into being, we are all God's children now. All. Not just the ones who, uh, who, who uh, gather in, in, in churches all are God's children. It's a reminder of the ancient divine connection shared down through time and space from one human heart to another. We're invited into this new sense of family, this new sense of belonging, this new sense of kinship. Grounded in God's love, we're all invited to be one family. We're all related, each one of us, sisters and brothers in Christ. I conclude with the, uh, since this family and children and grandchildren have really been on my heart, I, I was drawn to, uh, this morning, to uh, the collect for young persons from the Book of Common Prayer. I think it's a beautiful, uh, a beautiful prayer. And pay particular attention to, uh, to what we're asking God as we, as we pray this prayer. God, our Father and our Grandfather... You see your children growing up in an unsteady and confusing world. Show them that your ways give more life than the ways of the world and that following you is better than chasing after selfish goals. Help them to take failure not as a measure of their worth but as a chance for a new start. Give them strength to hold their faith in you and to keep alive their joy in your creation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website, www.saintthomasmedina.org. That's a www.saintthomasmedina.org.